So welcome to the first episode of Uplifting Conversations. I'm Toussaint Bailey, founder and CEO of Uplifting Capital. And today's conversation will be with me, Toussaint Bailey. The word that I keep coming back to is uplifting. I have this conviction based on my lived experience that uplifting people or the planet doesn't have to be draining. It can actually feel uplifting to the person who's making that impact. Uh, first, just kind of giving everyone an idea of what to expect from the podcast since this is the first episode. Uh, we'll be having conversations and lessons and all sorts of good stuff that basically revolves around one concept, and that's uplifting ourselves by uplifting others. Um, and so one big piece of that will be conversations about uplifters journeys. And so that's that's finding out the stories and, and unpacking lessons and experiences of people who have found fulfillment themselves by uplifting others. And that's people in advocacy, people in philanthropy, that's investors, that's entrepreneurs. We'll, we'll uncover all sorts of stories uh, people, about people um, uh, impacting people, planet, and the economy. Um, we'll do that every other week. Uh, and then in the alternate weeks, we'll really pull the lessons out of those conversations and we'll pull out other little nuggets uh, that have to do with this whole concept of uplifting. Uh, and so uh, the idea is really about this whole concept of emotional impact alpha. And so if you think of uh, this concept of impact alpha, that is the place where impact and financial return intersect. Um, and it's those two things working together to support one another. Emotional impact alpha, uh, which I made up, <laughs> is about where the emotional uplift of someone else or the, the uplift of someone else's circumstances intersects with the uplift of the person who's making that impact. And so we'll, we'll, we'll have plenty of those conversations. I think you'll start to see some patterns develop. Um, and there's a framework underneath uh, this whole idea uh, of remaining uplifted while uplifting others that I'm not going to talk about today. That's one of the things that we'll pull out after the first few conversations. Uh, but but understand that I, I, I'm a deep believer that there there is absolutely a pattern um, that that this kind of fulfilled form of impacting and uplifting follows. Um, but instead of talking about it, uh, let, let's be about it. Uh, the, the first sort of uplifters journey I want to share is my own. Uh, and so I am uh, committed to not skipping over uh, the hard stuff. Uh, and so for me, uh, my, my journey starts really at a, at a lower place. Um, uh, this specific phase of, of my professional journey really starts in, in 2020. Um, like a lot of people, I think uh, I, I found myself probably more introspective in 2020 than, than any other year of my adult life because uh, it was very quiet. Uh, uh, particularly in the second quarter of 2020 after March, we had time to hear our own thoughts. Um, and it was in that quiet place uh, when I experienced uh, and, and felt uh, the murder of, of George Floyd. Uh, and, and so I, I, I say felt um, and, and talk about that from a personal standpoint uh, because I grieved that personally. Uh, I, I imagined, uh, I had actually had this conversation with my wife about just almost feeling uh, like I was there. And, and for me, it's not conceptual. Uh, my, my family and my upbringing uh, and, and the people who I associate with uh, look just like uh, George Floyd. So, so, so I, I remember being in my office uh, at the wealth management firm where I was working at the time. 
uh, and and thinking like that. That's my uncle. Uh, so so my 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 uncles are street people, right? <laughs> so so you, you can uh, all, all the all the uh, the the shenanigans that that uh, George Floyd was was accused of of being involved in that day, like those those are the things uh, that that you know my my family, um, the the people who I'm close to, ha- have have touched my entire life. I have you know two uh, two uncles who have died in the streets. I have uh, I have an uncle uh, who lived his whole life in the streets. I have have uncles who have been um, in and out of the system. And so to think about that as a death sentence really, really uh, got to me. Uh, it, it was something that that sent me to a place of grief. So I was in my office uh, late May 2020 in tears, like in, in shat- shattered and, and, and in tears. Uh, and so it was from that place. Uh, I, I sort of ran out of my office uh, and and came back uh, to a, an all hands conversation that next week with the people who I worked with, um, me being the, the only uh, black person at that firm. I also thought I was alone uh, in, in what I was feeling, uh, but kind of built up the courage to express uh, what I was feeling on that call. We, we had a relatively uh, kind of psychologically safe workplace where I felt a, at least enough to give a little window. And what ended up transpiring is everybody actually crying, to, many of us crying together. Uh, us having a really heartfelt conversation about race and racism, uh, even kind of in this typical wealth management workplace, um, and us all kind of growing together. Me getting to share uh, some of that lived experience, and others getting to listen to that lived experience, and and there being real transformation uh, that happened as we kind of walked through that. Uh, from that point, I felt a sense of obligation to amplify that conversation. Um, and so I, I took uh, essentially a sabbatical um, and continued to have similar conversations with others, uh, help others have that conversation. So that's you know a, a person of color uh, talking to a colleague that may not understand their experience um, and helping, helping to convey that experience in, in a safe environment. So we had therapists come in and we have kind of listening coaches and speaking coaches. It was called the Just Listen Project. Um, and I did that for several months uh, and knew that there was no way I was going to go back to uh, running a wealth management firm. Uh, and so I, 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 in doing that, I had this surprising uh, internal experience of feeling lighter, feeling more empowered and feeling transformed into something better just by engaging with this with this issue and, and engaging with this impact that was really important to me. Um, that was not something I expected. I expected to to kind of help others along this conversation. I didn't expect to find my own healing in this conversation. And so I started to, instead of just talking about um, the issue of race, sharing about this experience of engaging with my own impact um, and, and started to really think about how I might bring that together uh, with what I was doing in wealth management. I knew that if I was feeling this way, clients were feeling this way, advisors were feeling this way, people in general were feeling this way. Like there was something that they wanted to do, something that they wanted to impact, but not might not necessarily know that they had access to, to make that impact or might not know that there was positive feelings available on the other side. 
Um, and so thinking about what that emotional journey looked like, thinking about a mechanism for giving access and thinking about also what an experience uh, that might be additive to the wealth management space might be, um, I started to explore uh, this whole idea of really, really targeted impact investing. And I found that doing that in the private markets was probably the best opportunity to have the level of specificity and, and also to fill uh, a gap that, that, I, that I thought might be there. Um, and so with that kind of nugget, uh, we begin to build. So I begin to build and then met uh, uh, a partner who's now the director of investments at Uplifting Capital. And we begin to, to build on faith. Uh, so believing that there was a need to be filled, uh, believing that there was uh, uh, value to be added, uh, we started to talk about what first uh, an investment experience might look like that would be uh, something that the marketplace needed and, and what the attributes of that might be, uh, what what scale might look like for financial advisors. And then we started to talk about what things people were interested in impacting. And so we started to talk about what what pillars we should have, uh, people, planet, economy emerged. And then we started to talk about what specifically we could do to personalize that around what people were most interested in. And so we talked about things like uh, going into diversity, equity and inclusion and education and health and wellness to uplift people. We talked about going at climate change and, and natural resource conservation and regeneration and, and looking at what's happening in food and agriculture to uplift the planet. We talked about creating financial inclusion and looking at what's going on with housing and its affordability and looking at uh, kind of promoting small business development. And when we thought about uh, a more inclusive economy and a more vibrant economy. Uh, and so looking at all those things, thinking about what asset classes can be invested and also thinking about doing that um, in a way that is absolutely generative of market rate financial returns and, and can, can supplement what happens in philanthropy was something that we set out to build. Uh, we uh, uh, found uh, support uh, uh, building that and, 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 and started to, to build a company around the concept. Um, and in, in late 21, uh, we, we, we closed a, a seed round and we, we, we launched in 22. Um, and so now we are in the process of, of taking this out into the world. I have personally uh, found my own inspiration in, in doing this thing that, that certainly uh, I think will be impactful to others and will uplift others. It's brought me into so many conversations with so many incredible people, some of those impact investment people, but we're also looking at making sure that we're pulling and, and bringing in every single lever and every single uh, sort of uh, opportunity for impact that we can into the conversation along with impact investing. And so we've we've done collaborative events with uh, social justice organizations. We've done collaborative events with other sustainable investing organizations. We're looking at collaborating with philanthropists and advocacy organizations and really kind of teaching uh, and, and improving the ecosystem for impact broadly. Um, and so uh, looking at things like how philanthropy and impact investing might tie together, looking at things like how to bring uh, impact engagement into the conversation a financial advisor might be having with an impact-minded client. Um, and so uh, I, it's, it's something that has been um, a fire in my belly, like I haven't felt in a long time. It has been a source of fulfillment for me. And I'm 
beyond excited to share with others um, this opportunity to feel uplifted while uplifting. Uh, so I hope you all will, will come along the journey with me. I'm excited to uh, invite you into the conversation. Please reach out to me if you want to be a part of that conversation, sitting across and, and, and being a guest on the podcast. You have something to contribute. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from everybody. So uh, this is the first of many. I hope you enjoy and, and, and excited to, to, to have you along. Thank you. Please be sure to subscribe, like, and click the notification button so you never miss an episode.